0: Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared.
1: And I'm Edwina.
0: And you'll be listening to this. This is our You're Watching That Again podcast series on films and TV shows. Well, no, just films, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is just films. Just just films. Us
0: films. We're already doing another TV show thing. We've if you got like another Buffy.
1: podcast for TV shows. If like this Buffy, yeah. you like Buffy, you will
0: listen to that. I don't, but Eddie does.
1: <laughs> you're starting to like it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But today, Eddie, I'm not doing Buffy, we are doing X-Men Days of Future Past, Eddie. This film uh, first was, re- off, was, was released in uh, 2014, directed by Brian Singer, and everyone's in this movie. Um, do I need to go through it all? Hugh Jackman, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Halo Berry, Nicholas Holt. I'm just going to stop there, okay, because we'll be here all night. This podcast will go yeah forever. Yep. Patrick Stewart, Ian McCullen.
1: all the main players. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. All right. Uh, warning: this is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen this movie or any of the X Men movies, because I'm going to talk about some other X Men movies yeah, in this yeah, one. Yeah, full spoilers um, alert. Please come back later. Um, or please come back when you have watched it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're discuss- we discuss our favorite movies here and.
0: So this, this yeah, these
1: are the ones that we've seen way too many times.
0: Yeah, I, think, I don't know yeah. about way too many. I could say some of these films I've probably seen maybe a hundred, you know, half yeah. a dozen, a dozen times, maybe. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's not as bad as yeah, what, what I was when I was a kid. These are
1: just aren't the they're not the high art movies that we.
0: No, no, not highbrow. <laughs> Nothing too highbrow on this channel. It's just we're keeping it the, keeping it simple. We all love the X Men. We love the X Men movies.
1: Yeah. Um. So we have skipped over a few movies in the X-Men series to get to Days of Future Past, but it doesn't really matter because this movie, A, makes you feel like you've missed a movie mm-hmm. and, B, actually makes most of those movies completely uh, – it, it, yeah. it retcons three of them.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> other than First Class, um, yeah, the other movies – Didn't happen. (laughs) It's an
0: urban legend that never happened.
1: So I actually watched all the movies leading up to doing this podcast Mm -hmm. um, to get myself back up to speed um, so that you didn't have to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But maybe you should have. Well, we watched the Wolverine one again, didn't we? Yeah. Um, So we we actually saw this movie at the cinemas.
0: Yes, we did, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, when it came out. Um, And...
0: We didn't see first class. No, no so we skipped that one, didn't so we?
1: the reason I think we didn't see first class is because I was kind of unsure of what first class actually was, like whether it was a reboot. Yeah, you know, like a you know reboot, reboot.
0: Yeah, sequel reboot. Yeah, like well, it wasn't really clear it, what they were doing. Yeah, with so their I
1: thought so after. X-Men Origins. So, originally I think they were going to do these origin stories. So, they started with Wolverine and then I think there was meant to be one on Storm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there there was meant to be one on Jean Grey. And like, so, you know, they're supposed to be like this series of origin (laughs) stories. Okay. okay. But when X-Men Wolverine Origins didn't work, because it's a terrible movie,
2: (laughs) Um.
1: It, and it makes so many mistakes and it actually causes most – like there are plot holes in Days of Future Past that are basically just caused by the existence of X-Men Origins because whoever watched – whoever created X-Men Origins hadn't actually read an X-Men comic. Yeah, I mean changing
0: Sabretooth to be his brother, even though the Sabretooth was in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mind it was a different actor but they completely changed the character. Yeah. Which is a bit weird to do. Yeah, I don't know if it needed to be. Was he actually his brother?
2: Half comics? brother. Okay. Was, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was necessary. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, they made two <laughs> X um, Wolverine movies. Though. Yeah,
1: and then they did the Wolverine, but that takes place after the events of X Men Three. Right. And to be honest, out of all of them, um, First Class is definitely the yeah, better one, yeah, which is why yeah. they which is why they didn't retcon that one.
0: No.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but X Men Three makes so many mistakes. Hmm. To the and I'll get get into that later.
0: Yeah. So uh, before we get into the Summer in the crux, just a quick uh, go around. And uh, what was it like the first time you watched it? What was it like rewatching it?
1: I remember being blown away when we left the theater.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I yeah, thought, the wow, fact that the was fact, a really good movie.
1: The fact that that opening scene where, like, they pretty much kill
0: balls to the wall. Yeah, they opening. kill
1: every main character. Like, everyone yeah. dies in that opening scene, and you you're just like sitting there going, "What? What the hell is this movie?" Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's the same with me. Uh, yeah, first time I saw it, it was great. And rewatching it, it, was uh, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And it still holds up. It still hasn't aged at all. You would have thought this film would come out last year or something, or this year. So, yeah, really good film. But uh, let's just get to a quick summary and we'll get back to it, Eddie. In the far-out future, in the dystopian year of 2023, <laughs> Sentinels' lethal robots are programmed to hunt and kill mutants and their allies. In Moscow, a group of surviving X-Men led by Kitty Pride faces an attack. Sacrificing themselves, they buy time for Bishop's consciousness to be sent back in time to warn the others. The group retreats to a remote Chinese temple joined by Storm, Wolverine, Professor Xavier and Magneto. Xavier reveals the origin of Sentinels, and plans to change the future by preventing an assassination. Wolverine volunteers to go back in time due to his regenerative abilities. In 1973, Wolverine learns that X mansion is closed, Xavier is a broken mess hooked on a serum that allows him to walk but removes his powers, and Magneto is imprisoned in the Pentagon. An angry, depressed Xavier reluctantly agrees to help Wolverine, Hoping to reunite with Raven, who is now going by the name Mystique. They recruit Quicksilver and break Magneto out of prison. Mystique discovers Trusk's mutant experiments and plans to assassinate him. Xavier, by McCoy, and Logan, thwart her attempt but expose themselves as mutants. Magneto attempts to kill Mystique to stop the dark future from occurring. Trusk uses the mutant exposure to convince President Nixon to authorize the Sentinel program. Xavier abandons the serum and communicates with his future self through Logan's mind to break him out of his existential crisis. They locate Mystique using Cerebo and travel to Washington DC. During a ceremony at the White House, a battle ensues with Magneto who has sabotaged and taken control of the Sentinels by infusing them with steel. He impales Logan and barricades the White House with a stadium. In 2023, the X-Men fight the Sentinels at the temple. In 1973, Raven saves Nixon and his cabinet, but spares Trusk due to Xavier's influence. The Sentinel program is decommissioned and Trusk is arrested for selling military secrets, altering the future. Wolverine awakens in 2023 to find that Xavier's school is thriving and the X-Men are all alive, including G. Gray and Scott Summers. He seeks information about modern history from Xavier. Back in 1973, Raven, disguised a striker, rescues the younger Logan. Roll credits. Oh, and also there's an end credit scene with uh, Apocalypse. <laughs> Before you go on, can I just say... i four horseman. <laughs> does that, was that probably the most slapped on um, end credit scene you've seen? Because uh... I didn't even have the actor for it. I just painted him blue. He looked like the engineer guy from... Prometheus. It-
1: yeah. Um, well, the movie. You know, the movie The Mummy. They ended up changing their design of the mummy because it looked like the end credit <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I know. I just always felt that that uh, out of all the end credit scenes, out of all the ones that sort of had looked like something was coming or cool. That one just seemed so slapped on because like it was nothing like what the film <laughs> was like. So it just seemed like they had no idea what they're going to do. They're just going to have this character and we'll, we'll do so We'll work yeah, it out later.
1: It was that thing where they they could have ended. They didn't. It didn't need a. Um, it didn't need an end credit scene. Like they honestly could have ended the X. Well, they did it with the other ones, did they? So
0: that was was that the f- no? They did it with with the Wolverine, didn't they? Yeah, saw Deadpool at the end. No. No.
1: No. At the end of the Wolverine, you have this very weird scene where you—it sort of explains how Xavier's back.
0: Oh no, Origins. I mean, Origins.
1: Origins.
0: Yeah, it yeah, had dead, it deb- had, it had Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, but, but the previous three films had no um, end credit scene. So, going with the trend, I think is what they did. Like, oh, we're gonna do an end credit scene. Oh, we'll do an apocalypto. Uh oh, let's just like have some guy painted blue. There, done. Yep. in Egypt in Egypt
1: in Egypt don't yeah. really show his face just because
0: no, we're going to re- we're gonna recast him anyway so
1: yeah just have the four horsemen in the background yeah 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 <laughs> that'll do yeah like, honestly I think I don't think they needed to have an end credit scene
0: but it's a trend to do one because pe- people are expecting it now like oh you don't do an end credit scene
1: it's it's probably that thing where at the time because of the Avengers, Uh, movies weren't doing trilogies anymore. They were all moving away. Like it used to be the old trend, you did three movies in a series and that was it. You were were done. There was no more story to tell. Um, But with what um, the MCU did where you create this universe where you have lots of different characters all within the universe and then you can do like a big blockbuster movie where they all meet up. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And that was the trend, so I think they were kind of going along with that, where they decided to start, you know, to actually fully turn it into this franchise.
0: And it all went downhill from there.
1: And then they added this uh, end credit scene, and then yeah, the
0: you could almost say the X Men films went down from that scene <laughs> onwards. The end credit scene on Days of Future Past, where things just yeah.
1: except Logan. The movie Logan.
0: Oh, I can't remember that in-credits scene.
1: Hey? Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't have an end credits Oh, well, there you go. All right. No, but I'm saying that the movie Logan is actually...
0: Didn't need one.
1: ...really good yeah. and is a really good end to the X-Men series. It just didn't need Dark Phoenix and the X-Men Apocalypse. But they did that twice, didn't
0: they, and failed every time? It just time. never
1: worked because they never get it quite right. And why it doesn't work in X-Men 3 is because they just needed to focus... On the Dark Phoenix.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, that, yeah. So X Men 3. too much going on, wasn't there? There's was too
1: much going on. They had this whole Cure uh, storyline going on. Um, they killed off, like, X Men 3 makes the, its biggest mistake is it kills off or it takes out of commission a number of the X Men pretty much within like the first 10 minutes of the movie. You lose all of, like, you lose Xavier, you lose. Uh, Cyclops, and the end battle, the Brotherhood have thousands of mutants.
0: (laughs) All of a sudden, yeah.
1: Yeah, so the Brotherhood have these thousands of mutants and the X-Men have – there's six of them. There's only six of them. I'm like, where – there's a whole school of mutant kids. Like, why aren't they there? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know they're like, they're kids, but still, like, that last scene – Yeah, Mm, yeah, yeah. that scene, yeah, the the battle scene that's meant to be the last stand and there's literally only six of them. Uh, Yeah, again, it felt like they needed to introduce the Sentinels, like move well away from the bloody Dark Phoenix Mm, um, storyline.
0: Well, talking about the Sentinels, so I'd never really known anything about that storyline or anything. So coming into this film... I'd always felt like I'd missed a movie.
1: Oh, actually, you know what? They do have the Sentinels in um, X Men Three, but it's like a it's but it's in the Danger Room. It's like a robot. Oh, yeah, the Danger Room. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, they're not really the Sentinels, are they? Yeah. Oh, I so, think they're
1: sort of meant to be like they're sort of meant to be the Sentinels, but they're yeah.
0: not. Well, I didn't know anything about the the Sentinels uh, plot line, so yeah, coming into this film just felt like I'd actually missed a film, which actually kind of feel like it would have been a good movie. Yeah. where they've actually got together and lost. Yeah. Almost like a uh could have been like an Empire strikes back sort of film where they yeah. they come out of it, you know, defeated or uh Infinity War or what was the first one? Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity. Avengers? War. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. would have had that sort of feel to it where yeah. they lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. where well, they
0: didn't win. Um you know they're going to win next week, but uh if it's still um but maybe in a in a, in a way that's better they didn't drag it out for two films. They could have easily done that, though. They could have mm. easily sort of built this across two two movies. Yeah. And I felt like it would have been a, a, a big event. I, I think if they were to do it now, that's what they definitely would do, drag yeah. it out for a whole five years or something, <laughs> building oh, the Sentinels.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Sentinels were a big part of the cartoon series. Uh, so the influence for this is, of course, the Days of Future Past in the uh, is it Uncanny X-Men. I think so, yeah. Um. And it, it's Kitty Pry- Kitty Pride is the one she goes back in time, but in her own body. Yeah. Um. And then my my memory of this storyline is actually from the from the cartoon series, and it's Bishop who goes back in time with. Yeah. Kitty Pride's not involved at all. So it's funny okay. in in this movie that they use Kitty Pride and Bishop together to go back in time, <laughs> like in that opening uh, okay, scene. Okay. Right, yeah. So. Again, it's like
0: poetry. Sort of, they rhyme. So, just on Bishop, did you know he is actually meant to be Aborigine?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Oh. His parents were born in Australia. Oh, he was, and then he was during the Sentinel program. He was ushered off. He's got a weird sort of storyline. Like it's like mm. a backwards universe thing, where he was from another universe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It gets kind of uh, gets kind of out there.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know this this movie. You know it has that, as I, as I said, it has this great opening sequence where you don't really know what's going on.
0: Um, I'd say what probably the best opening sequence to a comic book movie. I'd say they mm. have just off the head. I can't think of anything where it just started, hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, the and first
0: five minutes they're fighting and dying.
1: Yeah, they're not winning; they are outmatched. Yeah, um, and it you know and it really sets up the stakes. Yes, of what's at stake in this? Absolutely. movie, yeah, it does. Is that they're, they're not, they're not, they're the ones being hunted. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty helpless at the moment. They are living on the, they're scavenging off on the edges of society at this point. Like, and
0: it seems like they picked these, I don't know where well, they picked these mutants on purpose, but these mutants are pretty strong. Yeah. Like, it's not just a kid who can poke out a, a forked tongue. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, you got the, uh, Bing Bing Girl, what's it? Uh, blink. Blink. Yeah, the teleporting yeah. thing. Then you yeah. got the, the Human Torch guy. Yeah, hotspot. Hotspot.
1: Oh, Sunspot. Sorry. Sunspot. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you got Colossus, and then so you got some pretty strong mutants, and they just yeah. get their asses absolutely handed to them. You know, yeah. Even Frozone get screwed, you know.
1: Yep. <laughs> Frozone. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Man. Yeah. He does a bit of Frozone
0: in there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and you know, and then. You sort of also get this, the ticking clock when she sends Wolverine back. You've you've got this real ticking clock going like how long is it until, because they pretty much are like the sentinels always come. The only defence we have is this going back in, in time. Yeah. And, you the know. The only way
0: they survived yeah. just by and they're like, is by cheating virtually.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're like this is our, the only way we can do it.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't, doesn't last that long.
1: Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how long we can do it for. So yeah, it's a great way of setting up the stakes and the tension. in it. Yeah,
0: it's really there, isn't it? Like, yeah. All their power and everything, and they're still as vulnerable as a as a child, virtually. Yeah. They, they...
1: And and you know it, and you know things are bad when that opening scene where you see, I think it's the Professor, Wolverine, Storm, and then and Magneto, yeah. and then Magneto appears, and you're like, oh.
2: Mm-hmm. This At this serious. point,
1: they are working together. Yeah. And you know things are bad when they start working <laughs> together.
0: Yeah, that's true. They only work together when there's like an existential crisis that affects both of them.
1: Yeah. Or when they were both wrong. <laughs>
0: like, And on that note, for the love of God, you can't trust that guy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Can we mention that? Can we, can we talk about this for a second, mm-hmm. how... Every movie, he's, he's double-crossed him. Yeah. Every every movie he's in, he's always double- I mean, apart from the well, future self. But Well,
1: it is that thing where they sort of have this metaphorical game of chess going on, but you kind of know that <laughs> Magneto's always like three steps ahead yeah. about to stab him in the back.
0: Yeah. And then it brings up to the point, why they even brought him along? Mm. Why, did, why did they even get Magneto in the past? It seemed like he didn't really do anything. Yeah, uh, it was trying to because they believed that they would need both of them to convince her. Yeah, but uh, in the end, but Xavier Ma- just to convince her. But even
1: old Magneto should have said, "Yeah, don't get me." Well, uh,
0: uh, that's another thing too. Magneto in the in the present should have said, "Uh, maybe I mean, don't
1: may- get maybe me. maybe leave me out of it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but you don't need me. Yeah,
0: uh, just just use Xavier because that that really set the whole." Um, scenes in motion that led up to the big, huge, climactic ending and yeah. the mutants being exposed, which is also something they kind of left out a plot hole because they were completely exposed in the 70s instead of the when they were later exposed.
1: Well, they weren't really later exposed. Oh, it was sort of the um, Nightcrawler was sort of their exposure.
0: Yeah, but that's like 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah, sometime later. But, yeah, again, getting um, getting Magneto involved was just a horrible idea and he, <laughs> he just made everything worse and yeah. almost – caused it all and surprising, he didn't even at the even when um it kind of it almost felt a little moot at the end her not shooting trask considering everything magneto had just did Mm -hmm. it kind of the fact that he actually threatened the president and brought a whole big stadium over for some reason and
1: it's kind of i think it was just there so that no one else could come in sort of to trap everyone in there yeah, uh, there's also like I had a lot of issues trying to pick my favorite fight scene for this movie as well cuz there mm-hmm. are so many great action sequences. And I don't know what they did with the mistake M- nearly every fight scene that she's in she's just freaking killing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, love the leg grabs. Always going for a leg grab.
1: Oh, but I think it's like there was one where she's using the guy as a shield and then <laughs> she uses it like and it ends up like flinging him as a weapon and then does this slide and Under the table. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Um, So I'll move on to what do you think the cultural impact of this movie was?
0: The cultural impact?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, What does it have One? I don't know. I don't –
0: probably not, I'd say, if I was to say a cultural impact. What do you mean by that, though? What's what's a cultural impact? Give me an example of a cultural impact.
1: Oh, like, you know, like – the MCU universe, um, the original Star Wars movies, like things that are big in pop culture, sort of influenced other movies. Yeah, I, I probably
0: would say no. Actually, I don't think it really did.
1: I, I can't really. It was probably the
0: peak of the X Men. Mm. I think it really peaked at this point, and then yeah. significantly went downhill. Um,
1: to the point where I we like, I was almost skeptical on se- watching Logan. <laughs>
0: No, I had faith in that. Um, Probably a few of the actors have gave their careers a big boost. If I was say Jennifer Lawrence and um, Nicholas Holt, probably their careers have sort of bloomed since they were in these films. Yeah, Uh, because she after this film, after the first X Men, she did um, the Hunger Games. Yeah, so which is interesting because by the time I do the the other two films, she's barely in it. She's Mm. She's a bit too big for the film film now. Oh, that's right. They kill, yeah, they they kill, kill her, her off. off, and she doesn't wear the makeup soup. as well. If you notice, yeah. Oh, she we-
1: she doesn't. She barely wears it in. Um. Yeah, I think they changed the way that they do it, and she, it's like a suit that she's wearing, and apparently doing it as a suit, and then adding in CGI. Hmm. Uh,
2: ended
1: up mean instead of it being an eight-hour makeup process, <laughs> uh, it, it changed it down to three hours. <laughs> right. yeah, So only three hours. Uh, and. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the in the next, what is it in Dark in Dark Phoenix? She she wears clothes. Yeah. So they don't have to do. That. Yeah. And <laughs> so she, all they have to do is her hands and face. Yeah, and, and th- then they kill her. And off. Then they kill her
0: off. <laughs> off in the first. Yeah. So she was she was really done with it. You could tell, mm. like her star power was 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 bigger than the X Men at that stage. So mm. she would had clearly moved on.
1: And well, you could tell, like you, like I think I straight away went, oh yeah, <laughs> she doesn't want to do these movies <laughs> nah, anymore. She's done. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I think it's because of the way she dies so stupidly. Like, hmm. yeah, after after the way that you see her in this movie, and she's an absolute like badass, and then she just gets taken out. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but back to your question, Eddie. Yeah, I, I'd say um, I would probably say no one to that question. What about you? Do you think it does or?
1: I'm surprised it didn't start this kind of time traveling to remove movies that don't work
2: <laughs>
1: anymore. Because, well, because you know what would what would be really great if Star Wars did a time travel movie and deleted one of the <laughs> mm. <laughs> deleted one of their movies
0: of oh, their trilogies. Yeah. Uh, well, you have the um the old with the new. I think. Yeah. So. I'm trying to think. Did that happen with something else? I feel like it did, but I can't think of it. Will you have Spider-Man?
1: Um,
0: I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking of like different generational actors. So having you know, obviously uh, McAvoy uh, and Stuart I being, sort of,
1: I sort of think the 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 Flash has done something like that.
0: The recent one. Yeah, oh, I like, seen like it you,
1: yet. yeah, I haven't seen it, but I keep seeing like you know all I'm the alternate that. old Supermans and all the old um. Batman's yeah, I'm
0: I'm just so specifically talking about older uh, the same actor playing this, that plays the same character like a generational gap between uh, okay, two. So, so not I'm, like a
1: different universe no,
0: like as I said like McAvoy and Stewart meeting yeah. so generational actors what I'm trying to say. and I, I think there's something but I, I I can't put my finger on it where this they met they meet somehow because that, that that is a really cool scene as well where they meet yeah, um so I don't know how other characters would have done that or something but um. Maybe come back to the popping our head just towards <laughs> the end.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll talk. I'll quickly talk about some plot holes that occur, uh, and it's mainly because of X Men Origins. Yes. Uh, in X Men Origins, uh, there's a character who I think it's it's meant to be Emma Frost from First Class, but it's not Emma Frost.
0: Is it the Diamond
2: Girl? <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It's not her, Uh, but yeah, it's Silver Fox's sister, but she has the same power and I think they've just sort of tried to say it's not her because of the time difference. It wouldn't work because she's a teenager in that and then she's a fully grown adult. So X-Men First Class is set in 1962 and then X-Men Wolverine Origins is set in 1979. Right. And she's a teenager in 1979, but okay, a fully yeah. grown adult in 1960. 60, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so she got younger. <laughs> somehow. Okay. <laughs> and completely changed her look and attitude and yeah. powers and yeah, all of that. Um, but, yeah, people are quite willing to just agree that X-Men Origins, just Wolverine Origins, okay, yeah. just doesn't exist. All right, yeah, done. Because <laughs> it also destroys the biggest... Crime that it it does is it destroys the character of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um.
0: Did Deadpool dirty on that one? Didn't
1: they? Yeah. Like take the merc with the mouth and then remove his yeah. mouth.
0: <laughs> Even just our design of the character was awful yeah. too. Yeah. There's actually a little scene in Deadpool where he's holding a figurine of that uh, yeah. of that character.
1: Yeah. So I, I am glad that Ryan Reynolds got to. Do Deadpool justice in the, Deadpool the interesting movie. part
0: is he had, apparently he really had to push. He had to push for yep. a hard R. Uh, he had to push the film in general, I guess. Um, I think it might have been he did a, like a little preview or something to get yep. the ball rolling, to get sort of interest in people saying this is what people want, you know, give them what they want. Yep. They want Deadpool, Cause he whatever was, the hell that was. Yeah,
1: because he was a big fan of Deadpool. Yeah. And he wanted, you know, the Merc with the mouth, <laughs> and we got that, and it's a great movie. Yeah. And and another one's coming soon, yeah, with Wolverine, the, with Wolverine it. in it. Wolverine in it. I have so, the feeling
0: he's going to be like universe jumping and and just completely destroying the X Men and yeah, whatnot.
1: Yeah. So and yeah, and Deadpool ended up having a bit of fun with time travel as well. Mm. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, De- like I'm, I'm glad that Deadpool got its chance and got the hard uh, R. That's the the other thing is, you know, the aesthetics of this movie are very sanitised. Yeah. The the aesthetics are very sanitised to a comic book movie. Like there's not a lot of blood the way that like – the characters all die horrifically in that first scene. But they're all
0: frozen. But and they're
1: either they're either ice or, or fire, fire
0: or steel or steel. <laughs> <laughs> when they're yeah. ripped apart, so yeah. it's very yeah, as you said, very sanitized. sanitized. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: you know, and there's then there's a few stabbings, but you, you know it goes through them. You don't see any. There's no blood and gore. No. yeah. <laughs> Not like in Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very comic that very comic book.
0: Well, they want the PG rating, yeah. so and this this movie was rated PG. Yeah, we get we get the one f bomb.
1: Yeah,
0: which uh, to be honest, he actually misquoted that.
1: Yeah,
0: when he said that, <laughs> I remember the last time you said, "I'm going to say to you what you said to me." Fuck, fuck off! <laughs> and he didn't say, "No, he didn't say fuck off." He said, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said.
1: Why read of my ass? Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, it does – so it it's weird The com- like how the look of this film, it like it's a very – like the futuristic scenes take the look of the f- the first three movies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, X-Men 1, 2 and 3. So it takes a lot of the look from that. Like it's, its tone is sort of from those three movies. And then when they go back in time, you get that first cl- – like the way that – First class weird looked, filter, yeah, yeah,
0: it's like not Mexico, but it's uh, <laughs>
1: yes.
0: it's uh, yeah, it had, had, a, had a graininess to it to make it look yeah. like it, it was the 70s, and it was a nice touch, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: you get that through the time jump,
0: they didn't quite lean into the cultural references of the 70s, which I kind of like, yeah, because it kind of seems to sort of shoveled in it, some, it sometimes, kind
1: of, yeah, it can kind of age a movie though when you do that,
0: yeah. But, I mean, off the time of the 70s, like, oh, well, funky out, man. Like, you know, (laughs) there's no.
1: Oh, they do that a little bit. Like, you're on a bad acid trip. (laughs) Oh, no, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) You took some really bad acid. You took some bad acid.
0: (laughs) Hearing that coming from Xavier, it's like like hearing your dad say, like seeing your dad when he's young. Yeah. It's, It's kind of like what I feel when I see James McAvoy playing um, Xavier, it's like seeing your dad when he was young, and like he was actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're on bad acid. How hey, do you know what bad acid's like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on acid. Somebody gave you really bad acid. All right, what else we got? Uh. All right. I was going to talk about the cast oh, all and right. the characters, so that we can. Go right. a bit more into... Yeah, this is going to have
0: to be a two-parter, I think. <laughs> <The laughs> Where do we start the cast? Oh, my God. Just Even with mentioned was mentioned with the just... other X-Men movies, mm. but they just added to this.
1: Yeah. Um, so, as we said at the start, pretty much the entire cast returns for, these, for this movie. Yeah. Um, everyone comes back. Uh, even the dead ones come back. The <laughs> 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 ones that are dead come back for this movie. Um, some do get... It's actually easier to say who's notably missing, and don't get a mention. And there's there's only two:
0: Uh, Ray Park and uh, No, no, he's dead.
1: They're dead. They're dead. They're dead from the first movie.
0: Oh, he didn't die. He just got electrocuted.
1: They're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the notable missing elements are Pyro and Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That that. That's pretty pretty much,
0: much it. Well, yeah, they couldn't get him back for the other film, and um, but they they do bring him back for Apocalypse, don't they? Yeah, yeah, younger yeah. younger him, A younger him, yeah. And and they and they his character again, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's not really the same, not really the same Nightcrawler we had. No. So why bother?
1: Yeah. Um. And then we get added is Blink, Warpath, Sunspot, and Bishop, which we've already spoken about. Hmm. Um. And the the most notable character that gets Gets added in is Quicksilver Evan Peters. Ah
0: yes, the introduction um, of his introduction of his character was a great addition. I think yes,
1: he's a great addition, but he's too overpowered. I know they
0: keep doing that, don't they? Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess I got to go now. I'll I'll see ya, you. Know? Yeah,
1: and Evan Evan Peters is great. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and there's sort of it ended up being sort of this weird crossover with um. One division uh, that ended up not being anything to do with
0: it. People called it the $1.7 billion crossover. Yeah. Because it was Fox when they, Disney bought Fox. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now we can use Peter Evans as
1: Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, then, but then he wasn't.
0: No. They kind of left that one go. Mm. But apparently, they had, um, they had lots of contractual issues with the Quicksilver character. Yeah. So. When they brought them into Avengers Two, wasn't it uh, Age of Ultron? Yeah, they weren't allowed to call them mutants. Yeah, so they called them modified humans or something silly like that. They uh, called uh, them inhumans. Mod- I don't know. They, they they didn't call them mutants because they can't yeah. call them mutants because that was part of the contractual thing. So uh, they couldn't. Yeah, in uh, Disney, they couldn't call them a mutant. Um, they could use the same name, Peter. Yeah. Um, and there was a few other little minor details of the character that they couldn't use. It's so bizarre when you think of all the contractual sort of rigmaroles they got to go through just to have a character on screen and yeah. and what he can say and what he can do.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, he, it, it is that thing where he would have just solved every problem. Like if he had have been in the entire movie. Uh, he could have easily have solved every single problem. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much, roll credit as, soon as they got him. He could have just gone and grabbed Mystique and brought him back, brought him back, and said, "Hey, don't kill the guy." And
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yes, Um But then you could say he was kind of this arrogant kid, and they could—they barely got him to agree to do the rescue from the Pentagon, and he only did it because it was the Pentagon. Mm. So he's yeah. just meant to be like a bratty kid.
0: Yeah, like so, a 25-year-old bratty kid.
1: Yeah, there was, there was nothing in it for him. I think yeah. that was the whole...
0: Yeah, yeah. But,
1: well. but then again, they could have said, you know, mutant life on Earth is at risk. <laughs> they could, I think they could have swayed him if they really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I
0: guess so, yeah. They just sort of needed him to get a guy out who
1: was going to fuck everything up anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Prison break? That's illegal, you know.
1: All right, now we'll talk about the rogue cut. Yes. Movie. So, but first I'll talk about the rogue issue because she goes from being the main character of these X-Men movies to a cameo.
0: A cameo, <laughs> a non-verbal cameo.
1: Yeah. Uh, and a- as you were talking before about owning rights to characters, um, rogues' powers – So in the comics and in the cartoon series, she can fly and she also has super strength. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: But she doesn't, they're not mutant powers. She gets those powers from Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. I can't remember which one. But anyway, Fox don't own the rights to them. So they couldn't give Rogue these powers. (laughs) <laughs> but, again, they could To be have... honest, a
0: flying character is a bit cheesy sometimes anyway, so it would have felt out of place if she was flying, because no one flies.
1: Yes, they do. Magneto, Storm. Well,
0: he, Magneto doesn't fly. He levitates on the metal.
1: Well, like, I don't know. They could have... She could have just... It could have been a side effect from that machine from the first movie. Okay. Gave her those abilities. Oh, uh, yeah. I
0: just, yeah. See, um, seeing a character fly is a little cheesy, I think. Yeah,
1: but she's sort of a bit useless otherwise because <laughs> she can only kind of, she's kind of weakens her other people to get powers. She needed her own power, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I think they didn't really know what to do with her. The other thing is, is that her character in these movies is absolutely nothing like it is in the comics she's sort of that she's like a sassy smart ass she's like she's like a female um deadpool just not as foul-mouthed well
0: she's sort of on she doesn't really join the x-men does she 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 does does, but reluctantly i think it's and she kind of leaves and
1: no 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 she no well that's sort of her whole character is that even though she has
0: hence why the rogue name because she's kind of on her own
1: no, I think it's rogue because she can't touch anything. Okay. She has right. to be on her own. Um, yeah, she has one of the worst bloody powers not, like that you could have where you cannot touch anyone mm. without killing them. Um, you know, she steals the life force from people. which um, So she has this very difficult ability, but she's still really good and still fights on the side of good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you never really get to see that in the movies <laughs> like in the third movie she she gets rid of like she takes the cure <laughs>
0: like, yeah yeah there's right out. i think i just mm. there was too many characters in that, yeah. in that and, movie and she, like they just need to write her out. she takes the cure and moves on okay great. but the
1: truth is there aren't too many in that movie because they all get taken out in the first 10 minutes <laughs> so there actually aren't for a last stand um Okay, and originally she there is a rogue cut of this movie, so yeah. they, they so, actually
0: cut her out of this movie. So let, okay, so we're talking about the rogue cut. Um, so it almost seems like a slightly different film. Um, well, the future scenes anyway. So I believe what happens is, uh, I think when um Wolverine injures Kitty Pride, she's yeah. injured pretty badly. Yeah, and Iceman decides to break her out. Yeah, she's of, been, yeah. She's been held captive in Cerebro, I think, I believe.
1: Yeah, they it's, use Cerebro, yeah.
0: Well, she was in Cerebro. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's why he couldn't find her.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so somehow they find her and that's why they need her to take over for Kitty Pride because she's injured by by Wolverine. And yeah. in, a, in the process of breaking her out, uh, Iceman dies too. Yes. So that's yeah. another plot point, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again because he's there throughout the end, uh, towards the ending as well. Because yeah. um, then there was also the love interest between him and Kitty Pride as well, which would yeah. have been a little awkward, I suppose. Yeah. And that sort of came out. Well, of Well, no, it? no,
1: no, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's in X Men Three. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's sort of this triangle. It's why, it's part of the reason why Rogue goes and gets the, the um, cure.
0: Ah, oh, okay. So yeah, I haven't seen that film in such a long time. <laughs> Oh, and there was other another other little uh, love story, side plot. Oh, yes. Storm. <laughs> Wolf, <yeah>. storm and <laughs> Wolverine.
1: Yeah, it's a bit gross. Yeah, oh, yes. I
0: watched it and they have this little pash kiss. I'm like,
1: oh, gross. Mm.
0: was kind of like watching your parents kiss or something, wasn't it? And I think, <laughs>
1: again, that was from the, the uh, cartoon series.
0: Oh, right, okay. Yeah.
1: There was mm. sort of this alternate universe where they were together. Hmm. Um, so I'm
0: glad I took that out, actually. That wasn't it. didn't need that.
1: Yeah. Um another scene that I saw that got removed was uh, Havoc.
0: Oh, the t- guy with the tattoo, yeah?
1: No, 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 the guy, um, oh. Scott Summers' brother.
0: Oh. oh, yeah, he was He was in the, yeah. you see him at the start, don't you? Yeah. And we never see him again.
1: Well, you were meant to.
0: Yeah, it was kind of weird seeing that guy, that, that whole, you know, Days it's of MacGyver. Our Lives looking. Uh, MacGyver. Oh, that's why I look familiar, it <laughs> was MacGyver. I'm like, oh, who's that guy? You know, that strong chin, good looking bloke.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he um, he was meant to have been captured again, like he was, uh, ah. and they actually tested the sentinels on him.
2: Ooh, okay, yeah.
0: yeah, and he didn't survive.
1: Yeah, but he does come back in the other movie. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, confusing. That, that's probably why they cut the, the
0: it. <laughs> age difference. He's like another brother to another mother, or something, because <laughs> he's like twenty in nineteen seventy three. Mm. And Scott Summers is like what thirty? In yeah, as I said, the the, the <laughs>
1: Summers timeline doesn't really work very well because uh, he's in Scott Summers is also in Origins.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So why they should have they should have stayed away from Scott Summers? Like I don't like you, I'm watching the movie going, why on earth have they introduced Scott Summers as a kid in this movie? It just throws out the entire.
0: Um, So he's 20 in 1973 and a kid in 1979.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of throws <laughs> yeah. out the...
0: But even even in this film, it doesn't make any sense because, yeah, he's like... I'm not sure how old Scott Summers is meant to be in 2023 at the end. It's not 2023 at the end, is it? Or 2012? What year is it the end anyway? Is that 2023?
1: No, that would have been...
0: What year was it when he woke up? Oops. Yeah, it doesn't really... <laughs>
1: I'm guessing it's like re- after the... Um, it should be like the same time, shouldn't it? It should be the year
0: 2023. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Silence on that one.
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: All right. Chuck that up to a little plot hole. Okay. You listed the plot holes, weren't you? Did we list them all? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I didn't list all of them. There's no. too many. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I said. And, and I guess it happens when you bring in different... Writers, directors.
0: No, no, happens when you bring creatives. in time, time travel. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then you have Wolverine who's dying, but then we're still guessing in the story of what's happening. Yeah. So because we start with his journey through that past, but then when he's taken out of it, we're still there somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so also, so I'll move on and talk about Trask, who's the villain of this story. Trask, good villain. Trask, yeah. I, Trask? Trat. Trust. I actually trusk. really
0: liked his design. He l- really looked like a person of the times. Yes. They got his hair and his moustache and his clothes just perfectly down. Yeah, it literally looked like he wasn't been yanked too. And that was the, the other time.
1: thing: the costume design in this isn't too over the top. Like when they often do like seventies, um, like when they look back at the seventies, like they kind of go a bit overboard.
0: Yeah, they exaggerate all the high fashion, and everyone's wearing that stuff when people. Probably weren't wearing all that stuff. Yeah. Lots of brown leather coats, though. But Th- they did wear. <laughs> wear. Like,
1: I, I have a whole collection of my dad's brown coats that he did not throw away from the 70s.
0: Yeah, so the, a lot of those. Lots of browns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of brown and yellow and green and...
0: Probably the one excessive sort of fashion style was that woman with the afro that she turned into. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind yeah. of looked very Pam Grier. Yeah, Little. yeah. What's it was her name? Uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> sort of look to
1: her. Foxy Cleopatra.
0: Foxy, that's it. Foxy Cleopatra. That's all I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. Uh yes. And so Trusk. Um, you know. Yep. Uh striker, Stryker's back. He's yeah. he's in it again, but this time he's pretty much like low-level grunt. Mm. <laughs> He's, he's trying to work his way up at this point. Well, he's point. still well
0: involved in everything that's going on. Like, yeah. he's not just out there cleaning toilets yeah. with a toothbrush. But, he,
1: but he's pretty much, like, Trusk's right-hand military guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and he is a very interesting new villain because he... He doesn't see himself as a villain. He sees himself as the saviour. Well,
0: he's basically kind meant to be Hitler if he was only three, foot, four <laughs> foot tall. He, he absolutely he uses someone as a scapegoat in order yep. to yep. Uh, push a, through a policy that he believes will uh, save humanity.
1: Well, it's the fact that he takes Xavier's dissertation, his thesis, mm-hmm. and sort of twists it for his own plans. Yeah, and he doesn't see the evolution of mutants like because he he doesn't see mutants as human, he yes. sees them as an entirely different species. Like he even calls like uh, Mystique, he calls her a creature, hmm. and it's like don't kill it, don't kill it. Yeah. don't kill it. Yeah, he um, I even mean,
0: yeah. refers to the fact of like the Neanderthals went extinct when Homo sapiens took over. You know, you know, now we're the Neanderthals and they're the new homo sapiens yep. that are going to you know, take over us. Yeah, but he
1: doesn't realise that that's how you survive on the planet is through evolution. Uh, he sees it as, no, that, that's just us being wiped out. Hmm. So he decides that the best way uh, to unite the world is you unite them against a mutants, common, enemy. A a common enemy. enemy.
0: We have a common enemy. Anonite. which as he
1: said is what bloody Hitler did mm. <laughs> that that is often well, you a look good...
0: for the scapegoat yeah.
1: yeah 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 um but the fact that he doesn't even see them as human is mm. the trouble like that's that's the troubling well element. when he's
0: like looking at a blood and he's like oh I'm gonna need you know spinal tap
1: I'm gonna need spinal fluid and brain and, tissue and, and, and yeah it's like <laughs> oh I-
0: Okay, we're gonna to need to kill her then. You know that's yeah. <laughs> that's uh pretty frank. But I, I think there's a whole sort of nuance in having uh, the actor Peter Dinklage, like a person who is a dwarf, playing mm-hmm. this character, and I think yeah. it really adds some gravitas to it. So because you really think that that character who's lived his whole life of being persecuted for being different, different yeah. to Dude. other people and struggled his whole life, yet he himself is now. Infecting his beliefs and treating other people different because of something they're born with. Yeah, you know, which is a, which is a whole sort of um, word <laughs> <laughs> to to really explain the character arrogance. And, uh, arrogance, yes, is yeah. arrogance in the character. Um, that he and uh, hypocrisy. Yeah, that's the hypo- absolute hypocrisy in the character to be someone who's look if he was a dwarf. You've been picked on, all right. There's been no, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Being a dwarf, on you've been had people come up to you and say nasty things. You could just almost guarantee that yeah. any dwarf out there would would know that. So the fact the fact that he's gr- you would know he's grown up like that, and now now he's in a position of power is going to now inflict his beliefs on other people and make them their lives worse.
1: And of course, dwarfism is a It's a genetic mutation. Yeah,
0: he didn't choose to be a dwarf. He wasn't. You know, it just it happened to him, and that's just who he is. And he wants people to accept him for who he is, except for mutants, who I want (laughs) to (laughs) kill. So it it, it was a really good casting choice because it really did make you think that, what is this guy talking about? You're, you know, you've been through this shit. So why would you do this to other people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now the next character I'd like to talk about. Yep, is. McAvoy Xavier, characteristically maybe. <laughs> well, I'm just. Well, we're just going to talk about McAvoy. Okay. Yep. To start off with, um, and you know, you meet as you say, you meet this very, very different Xavier. Like we have not seen this Xavier. He like we're so used to Patrick Stewart's, you know, wise, wise, wise master. <laughs> yeah,
0: the uptight old fellow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Teetotting. We're used to the teetotting. Captain Wise, um, every you know, very um, put together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Shut up, Wesley.
1: Uh, Professor X, uh, and they're beat him as McAvoy, and he is kind of a broken mess. He's mm. an alcoholic. He's drinking too much. Even B says, like, he's got he's taking this serum, but he's taking too much of it. Mm. So he's using lots and lots of crutches to. To hide um, and not deal with his emotions, not deal with what he's feeling. He doesn't want to feel anyone else's feelings anymore.
0: And they really play into the um, metaphor of drug drug addiction. Yes, yes. Because so he's sitting there shooting up. Shooting and it's, up. It's very yeah. sort of
1: and even and and beast, subtle. <laughs> and Beast is it's not even subtle. Yeah. <laughs> beast is there going? Oh, look based like i take just enough to to level me out and he takes too much mm. um so that it fully blocks out so i think with the serum it dulls his power and yeah. he can like he if he took the right dose it dulls his power and he could still walk but he has stronger power if he just doesn't take it at all but he can't walk yeah um and he is fully going through this existential crisis Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, as you said, he's behaving like a heroin addict. Yeah. Um, he has fully lost hope. Um, he sees defeated. Yeah. He's fully defeated, broken. Like his school's shut down. He's lost Raven. He's lost his best friend. Um, he's lost. He's lost the fight for. He he doesn't want to fight for mutant rights anymore, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and then you get this great scene to almost heal his heart a little bit, is to see his future self through Wolverine. Because Wolverine's like, I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, you yeah. need He's like, the only person that I think that can help you is you.
2: <laughs> mm, literally you.
1: <laughs> literally you. Uh, so sends him on this sort of psychic time lapse. I don't know what you yeah. call it. Conference. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Telephone anyway. call. But you know they have this talk, and it's that thing where Professor X talking to to Xavier Mm. (laughs) uh, gives him back his hope that he does. You know, pulling from Terminator Two, so to speak, um, which I think was also an influence on this. Mm -hmm. Um, He
0: no fate. What we make?
1: Yeah, I think that's there is a line something like like the fate. The future's not set. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's that hope that he's like, the future's not set. You still have time to change it. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, Xavier just gives him back his hope. Um, and then he, can, he manages to sort of pull himself together and helps, yeah. helps uh, Raven get Raven back on board mm-hmm. so that she doesn't turn into Mystic. That was another thing that um, was cut. There was actually a scene where they, they all sit down and talk. To Mystique. Okay. And Wolverine tells her that he's a cult, that she turns into this cold blooded bitch with so much human and mutant blood on her hands, he wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> do they tell her about the future? No, uh, no. I don't think they do. No, but there is a scene that's cut out.
0: Yeah, which is interesting now thinking about it because they're trying to stop her doing it, but they're just telling her not to do it because mm. it's you know, it's not you, it's not the nice thing to do. Not that. Oh, by the way, if you do this, you're going to start a, a whole apocalyptic war that's going to kill everyone. Mm. You almost think maybe if they told, led with that, she might have listened. They just sort of, well, um, well, Magneto didn't. He, he just tried to kill her straight away, didn't he? Yeah. He just like, oh, I think it's easier it's just to kill her. The fact that
1: they don't actually try to talk to her about it.
0: Yeah. So that's it's interesting they cut that out because that almost would have ended the film, I think, because mm. I think she would have come to reason, going, oh, really. You know, is that, was that what happens? Okay, well maybe I won't kill the guy.
1: Yeah, but you need to take him out of commission. That that's mm. the other thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, just the themes. Of, I think we've actually pretty much gone through most of the themes and metaphors on this. Um, they're a lot of the same ones from one and two. You know, discrimination, prejudice, mm. fear of the unknown. Um. Well, there is the
0: interesting thing of the backdrop when they go to the future. Oh, sorry, go to the past. Um, and they're at the Paris Peace Accords. Yes. So I did some reading on that. So that that was a real event. Oh, yeah. You know, there was no probably no doubt on that. Um, so the South and North Vietnam countries were agreeing to not attack each other or, or do anything like that. And America was going to pull out because they were done with the war by this stage. Yeah. And so they signed all these accords and, yeah, they, they pretty much just broke them all over and North Vietnam invaded <laughs> South Vietnam a year later. So, yeah, it was all pointless in the end.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the movie does kind of weave together um, themes of, yeah, redemption, sacrifice, hope and addiction. Um, yeah. While utilising several metaphors throughout the story. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway.
0: Uh, I got a few things I want to add. Yep. So, so apparently, uh, the opening shot where you see Logan in 1973, he was meant to wear boxer shorts. <laughs> but he was like, nah. nah. In Australia, if you're laying, if you're laying next to a really good-looking girl, you're not getting out with boxer shorts or briefs <laughs> or anything.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It also looked kind of hot. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean as in temperature. Hot, oh, oh hot. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah very hot. Um, and uh, I was reading lots of trivia about this and I just want to get, <laughs> go on about this little tangent. All right. IMDb trivias. Oh, they suck. They really do suck. There was so many little things that people were saying happened in the film that clearly didn't. Uh, one was someone mentioned that there's a the scene where Xavier's on the plane and you see the reflection on the table as he's like scratching his leg, like he's getting the feeling back at his leg or losing the feeling, I should say. And someone says uh, the reflection is actually of Patrick Stewart in in the thing, and it's not.
1: No, it's just McAvoy. It's McAvoy.
0: It's McAvoy. Uh, uh, lots of um, you could see uh, oh oh oh, you can see Quicksilver at the start of the film when the when the when they when the it's just
1: someone with grey
0: hair <laughs> in the prison walk. Yeah, it's, a, it's some guy with longish grey hair. I mean, it could be him. It, it's not established it's him. It could be anybody.
1: The only one that you see at the start that comes back in the movie is the guy with the ink. Is that biohazard or biohazard or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Like he's got the. But he's, but he's, he has a very physical tattoo yeah. on his eye that yeah, you, can yeah. see, so you, you can see. So you see him.
0: He's one of the guys that Mystique breaks out of yep. the out of the prison at the start, and you see him. In the, later on the film, like watching yep. the TV, I think. Yeah. So and then you, yeah, at the start of the film, so it's obviously for the second time, viewers are like, oh, okay, that's that character because you don't know who it is at the start. It's very quick. Yeah. Um. And one more question for you, Eddie. Mm-hmm. So there's an Irishman, a mm-hmm. Scotsman, and an Englishman at a bar, and one of them offers you a drink. So we've got Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and Nicholas Holt. Offer you a drink. I'll go Don't mind the Aussie guy playing pool. He's not going to offer you a drink, all right? Forget <laughs> about him.
1: All right, I'll go Fassbender because uh, I think the Englishman's a bit young. Is he? Yeah. He's 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Not too young? Yeah, way too young.
0: And no, Mac, no, no Scotsman?
2: Sands
1: be praised. I'm from Scotland. He's got acid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nah, I'll go fast Fassbender. Fast Fassbender. Yeah. Fassbender.
0: Fassbender. 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 I like fast bender. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing I want to add on. Uh, so, Bing Bing Fan. Oh, uh, yes. So, when this film came out, she got- Something
1: weird happened. I just remember something weird happened with her. Well, it wasn't really- was She it? just kind of disappeared?
0: Yeah. Well, so she disappeared. So, it was a 2018. So, this came out in 2014. So, four yeah. years later. Mm. Um, yeah. She disappeared. She's huge in China, by the way. Yeah, she's like- yeah. she's, She's like Jennifer Lawrence over there. You know, she, yeah. she's absolutely oh no, massive. I've,
1: I've seen the edits. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Yeah, so she disappeared from public eye. It was only for a few months, so it wasn't like years or anything. Mm-hmm. Um it turned out she had not paid her taxes. Okay which is kind of weird for someone to disappear for not paying their taxes and maybe they just want to go and go underground. But it was sort of played off as if she'd been sort of kidnapped by the Chinese government. I remember lots of conspiracy theories were going yeah. around. that Where's Bing Bing? You know, release Bing Bing. Um, so that was quite popular at the time. And yeah, it was only for, only for a few months. So it wasn't like years or anything like that she disappeared from. So she might have just wanted to lay low uh, until like all, all the shit went down. So yeah, apparently it's a common thing where people will have two contracts when doing films, they have a contract that they show the tax and the contract they're doing under the table. Yeah. So that's what was claimed that she did. She denied it, but ended up paying like 120 million dollars in tax to the, wow. to the government. Yeah. Uh, which, for Cinch. her, she's still going. So how much money she does have? Oh god.
1: That's an awful lot of money. I don't even think she would have made that much for this movie. You, no, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I
0: don't think she's paid that much, but. uh yeah. So she, yeah, she admitted to it, but uh, publicly apologized, and uh, yeah, paid one point two seven million US in taxes. Wow. To avoid criminal per- persecution. So that's what happened to Bing Bing.
1: Huh. Okay. All right.
0: All right, Eddie. Uh, anything pers- else you want to add in? Add yeah, in? No? I'm good. All right. Let's uh, get into question time then. Ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Alright, Eddie, question time. Which character was your favorite, Eddie?
1: Uh I'm gonna go Mystique for this one. Mystique? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a good choice. I went young Xavier. Yeah. I just uh, I as I said before, you it felt like watching your dad yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's actually a pretty cool guy. I might have got along with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about something really likable about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question, Eddie. Favorite scene?
1: Uh, I think it's got to be the intro. The no, uh, no. Quick, quicksilver oh, in the kitchen yeah. scene. Um, mainly because I think that's most iconic scene from this movie. And they
0: just keep rehashing it now, don't they?
1: Well, well, when you think, well, when I think of this movie, that's like it, it's the it's the scene that gets parodied. Yeah. As well.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah definitely that. Oh, yeah I yep. went the intro scene um yeah I think I lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> he won that one. Um I was also going to say Xavier meeting his younger self so the two characters generational characters meeting each other who played the same character there was something very harmonious yeah. harmonious about it yeah. I, I felt there's like a it all goes full circle yeah. so I,
1: But it also felt like a very pivotal moment even though so that weird thing where you have this ticking clock, yeah, and you just like, How do you quickly get someone to pull themselves together? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to find your inner self, and, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. As I said, Literally. Wolverine couldn't help him, and the only person that Wolverine could think to help him was him. <laughs> <laughs> My
0: head hurts,
1: <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. Uh, best quote.
1: Um, it's got to be Charles uh, McAvoy Xavier. You know, I think I do remember you now. Yeah. A tall, angry fellow with, with contentious hair. We came to you a long time ago seeking your help. And I'm going to say to you what you said to us then. Fuck off.
2: Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> uh, mine's actually also Charles Xavier. Mm-hmm. You're on acid. <laughs> Someone gave you really bad acid. You <laughs> kind of say it's a question in a question. Someone yeah. gave you really bad acid? <laughs> Does that work? No? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question, Eddie Best stunt?
1: Uh, I think ours are very different, but uh, it's got to be at the Peace Accords, mistake. I don't know she kind of throws the guy, and then goes under the table. Is that
0: where she's, that's where she's the like North Vietnamese commander guy and change shape shifts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: when she as she's shape shifting, and then she manages to fight them all off, and then um sort of dodges the gun, and then I don't know. She does all these flippy. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's think a great, she, I
0: think she does a breakdancing move on the table as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Is, then, oh, is, that,
0: is that one of those? Um, a Brazilian sort of fighting styles or something, that fight, dance oh, fighting thing. I know the thing? one that you, yeah, yeah, I
1: know the one. That yeah, you, yeah, yeah. capar no. Yeah. Caparara. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah.
0: kidding, it's wrong. But she, I swear she does like the the <laughs> break dancing on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so actually that was kind of my one too but I love the sliding under the table yeah. part. I thought that was really good that she yeah, did that. Yeah. He's he's standing there looking and she just slides right under there.
1: But I think I like I like the first part where she throws she actually throws the guy at him first. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah.
0: Um next question Eddie, who gets the wooden spoon?
1: I was going to give it to Magneto. Like he should have told himself to not, don't get me. Yes, like he should have told Wolverine. Like, yeah, I'm in leave... the
0: best place ever in a prison under the Pentagon. Yeah, just leave me leave where. Leave me there.
1: Leave me where I am. I'm not going to be any help. I'm a dick.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna make things worse. I always do. Yeah. Every time.
1: Yeah. He's like, I've got my own ideologies. I've got my own. Hmm. I'm just gonna fuck it up for everyone. I always yeah. do. Yeah, I've got my own scorched earth yeah. plans.
0: Uh my wooden spoon was Warpath. I don't know. He just had knives.
1: No, no, no. He has sense. Like he's—he was the one. He could spot the sentinels. Um, I've to got give him enough. So his whole <laughs> job, his whole job was to be able to sense. Like he has heightened senses, so he could mm. sense when they were on their way, and he gave the warning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Mm, uh, right. I kind of felt like those as good as those guys were. They'll, were, yeah. I don't know.
1: He was the last one standing at the in that fight scene. Like he was oh, the was last he? one. Yeah.
2: I oh. Oh, on. I remember
0: thinking of the human torch guy. Like he seemed to have a lot of this power, but he was kind of useless though, wasn't yeah. he? He got, got, got slammed every time.
1: Yeah, I'd say the Sunspot dude was way more useless than yeah. Warpath.
0: Yeah. Actually I think that's who I meant. I've got their names confused. <laughs> sunspot, is it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, next question,
0: Eddie. Who gets the Oscar?
1: Oh, I think it's got to be McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna, and I went Jennifer Lawrence. All right. Yeah.
1: Um, um, I might also give a little shout out to Fassbender for. Oh, I bet the... you would, wouldn't you? For the scene, <laughs> for the scene in the plane, his voice almost sounds like Ian McKillen's in that scene. Okay. Like when he starts getting angry and starts like yelling at uh Xavier like he, when he starts getting really you angry You
0: should have killed me we had the chance
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> like, like the way I don't know the way that he spoke he sounded exactly like Ian McKellen. Yeah. And I don't know whether they'd done an audio like something where they'd put some audio over the top to make it kind of sound a bit like Ian McKellen but or it was just really good acting. I don't know. But I noticed it. <laughs>
0: What's it mean perfection? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> uh so next question, Eddie, LOL moment.
1: Uh, I think it's Charles saying, I'm not one for violence. It's the one in the when they're in the Pentagon. He's like, I'm not one for violence. And then the elevator door opens and he sees me, Magneto says hi. And Xavier just immediately like punches him out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my LOL moment uh, I don't know Um, I mentioned the uh, You're on acid moment Yeah uh, I do like the scene When Wolverine first Appears in the past And oh, they're accusing okay. him Of sleeping with the girl it's like yeah. Oh no I didn't sleep with it I mean yeah I did sleep with it Plenty of times <laughs> But that wasn't me That was another me <laughs> yeah. Try and talk your way out of that one <laughs> Yeah Yeah uh, Okay and final question Eddie What do you rate this movie out of 10 using something from the movie?
1: Uh, I would rate this 8 out of 10 mutant detectors.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of mutant detectors. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty handy.
1: Yeah. It's
0: funny how he put, actually, that's kind of an LOL moment when he puts it on. So this can detect mutants and it starts going off straight away and he's like, yep. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh Yeah. I gave it 9.5 brown leather jackets. <laughs>
1: There's a lot, of brown, there's a lot ja- of brown leather jackets. There's a lot of brown in, yeah. leather jackets. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think they, they needed to add some corduroy ones in there.
0: Yeah, they probably could have. Yeah. Mm. Some corduroy. Yeah. Long live corduroy. Mm.
1: <laughs> probably easier to get leather. So. Yeah. <laughs> they have to make their own corduroy, yeah, probably. Or nice. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually find some from the 70s. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, Eddie. Uh, was there uh, anything else? You to add uh, well, in we last? need.
1: Well, we need to pick a new movie.
0: Oh, do we? Oh, yes, we do. Oh, oh and, and the things right next to me. How's that? So, what we did with these ones was we said we pick a movie out of a hat. It's not really a hat. It's a Sea cu- Gold Coast cup. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all intents and purposes, for all you know, it's a hat. So, um, <laughs> it's a cowboy hat, is it? <laughs> um, so, when we picked one out, we actually picked three at once. Yep, so,
1: so some of the choices had multiple. Like you couldn't just do one movie; you had to do yeah.
0: yeah. We had to do them all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So some of them do have multiple movies on there. So
0: it's not Star Wars.
1: (laughs) We just watched Star Wars.
0: (laughs) All right. So I'm going to shake it. The hat. It's not a Sea World cup.
1: And I'm going to make sure no spiders have gotten in there as well. As my as I put my (laughs) hand in there. Thank you. Don't want to get bitten by a (laughs) redback. Oh shit! There
0: is a spider in it now. All right, shaking, 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 and digging right in there. Oh, something's moving. Got one. Got three. Got one. Is it one? Got one, and it is. Ooh, moon. Ooh. I thought we weren't doing highbrows.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know I put that in there. Moon? I totally forgot is about that. Is that the, uh, the what's, uh, what's his face?
0: Guy from... Galaxy Quest?
1: Yes. 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 What's his name?
0: <laughs> All it's right. Well, out of my head. come back next week when you we find out who started the Moon. I know Kevin Spacey was in it yeah, as the robot. Guy Pierce Person?
1: Starts with a Q. Um, oh.
0: Guy Person.
1: No, it's just.
0: That was his name in. Um... <laughs> oh,
1: Guy Person. <laughs>
0: yeah. Guy Person in <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yeah. So, so stay tuned and we find out who starred in Moon because there's only two actors in there. Don't yeah. whisper at me. I, don't know, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Do I have to look it up? I have to look it up, don't I? Yeah. All right. So bear with us. We have to look it up now because there's only two actors in that movie. <laughs> uh, that is a great movie, though, starring... Well, it was directed by um, David Bowie's son. Duncan Jones, I know that
1: Sam Rockwell
0: Sam Rockwell, well I knew that So stay tuned, now I think we are, probably might do a Buffy episode next week And then we'll come back to Moon or something, do a couple of Buffy uh, or...
1: I think we need to do the next two Buffy episodes
0: okay. in a row to be all right. So two in a row, then back to Moon, alright? Yeah I swear, I promise But on that note Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight We are NURB Subculture. My name is Jared I'm Edwina And if you like what you're listening to, great. Thank you. Hope you're enjoying it. But if you want to go beyond that, what can you do, Eddie?
1: Uh, Yeah, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There's a Facebook page. Um, And you can uh, email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yeah, that's Yeah, Or you can support the podcast by buying some merch, um, that you can get to on the link tree on the socials. Yeah, well, there's
0: heaps to heaps do. Do it! Or not. But <laughs>
1: till next time, take care, bye! Alright, bye! Acid. Somebody gave you really bad
2: acid.